Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. Here's the place we're at today. In the last lesson, Lesson 34, we looked at life after death for believers in Jesus Christ. In this lesson, we look at life after death for non-believers. The Bible speaks of the possibility of two births and two deaths for every human being. A believer in the Christian gospel is said to receive a new birth, so that believer has two births, which exempts them from the second death. The human being that rejects Jesus Christ, however, does not receive the second birth. Instead, that person receives the second death, two deaths. Here's the Bible's picture of what the second death means. In Revelation 20, verse 6, the text states, quote, Blessed and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them. Unquote. Comment. You can contrast that verse in 26 to 20, 13 through 15. Quote, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire, unquote. And then, finally, in Revelation 21, verses 7 and 8, Jesus is speaking and he says the following, quote, He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death." Unquote. For many people, the whole idea of God judging people by his own moral standards seems unreasonable. We are not God, they argue. Yet, are we required to live up to God's own moral and spiritual character? The Bible's answer is yes. Lesson 11 discussed God's holiness. God is holy, so we cannot dwell with him unless we are holy. In Leviticus 21, he says that he, God, can make a human being holy. In other words, God can do for you what you cannot do for yourself. In Romans chapter 5, verse 19, the Apostle Paul states something similar, quote, For just as through the disobedience of one man, Adam, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, Jesus, the many will be made righteous. And here's what the Apostle Peter states in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Quote, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he, God, has given us very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires." Unquote. God has not left it impossible for human beings to be free of sin and to please him and to dwell with him and in a sense participate in the divine nature through a moral conformity to God's nature. There is a way, and the written text of the Bible describes how that uh, freedom from sin is accomplished. 
Here's the life after death situation according to the New Testament. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, the text states, quote, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death, unquote. In John 8, verse 21, Jesus is speaking, and he states the following, quote, I am going away, and you will look for me, and you will die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. I told you that you will die in your sins if you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be. You will indeed die in your sins, unquote. Comment, Jesus is speaking there to those who opposed him, to those who ultimately crucified him. In Hebrews 10, 26-31, the text reads the following, quote, If we deliberately keep on sinning after we receive the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctifies him, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, unquote. This is the way the Bible Bard works. Brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. Thanks in advance for following and sharing content from the Bible Bard community. Thanks for listening. The Bible Bard does not get information about Jesus from religion or some theology people have developed in the past. The Bible itself in its plain literary expressions in its text is the source of all revealed knowledge about God. We're archaeologists trying to get to that source. Once you know what the Bible says, because you have read it or heard its clear teaching for yourself, you are no longer dependent on religious ideology for your information. Get what the Bible says.